Welcome to the Tuesday Hotfix, everyone, the uh, podcast that's about making an app for millions and millions of people. Hey, I'm Liam. And I'm Russell. Sorry, I didn't realise we started then, but yes, I'm Russell. I thought you were testing. God, we're professionals. We're such professionals. Oh, last week, uh, Marek, he told us off for not being professional enough. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so we always car share, me and Russell, and uh, we have Jeff with us because Jeff is our, our chauffeur. Let me just have a quick chat with Jeff. Jeff, do you want to say something? We're going to have to edit that, man. We can't. You, oh, it's just a potty mouth. Okay, but we have two people that also used to car share. And welcome back, Yulia. Hello, you guys. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for agreeing to appear twice. There's not many people that do that. Um, and welcome, Mika, for the first time oh, on the show. Yeah, Hello. fantastic. I am actually so excited. And you just can't hide it. I just can't hide it. But, <laughs> but can, I, can I mention, like, Julia is my Jeff, because she's the one who usually drives me to work. So, so we have two Jeffs today here. I really Ooh. thought you were going to say that Julia is your Jeff because she just swears all the time and <laughs> unbroadcastable. <laughs> no, that's not true. I mean, you've had her on the show already, so you know that she doesn't swear that much. Well, I mean, well. we have edit- edited equipment for that, so that's uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking, um, like, if we were to car share the four of us, or the five of us... You're doing it again, Jeff. Okay, the five <laughs> of us. <laughs> where, would, where would we go to? All right, so we just... Jeff picks us up, so he's, he's like... He's the sober guy. And then we all just go somewhere. Where would we go? On a road trip together. That I mean, that sounds very good. So we're in a car. Road trip it is. Oh, I, I wonder how long we'd want to be in the car together, all four of us. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff. Well, this so podcast gonna... has just started. And yeah. You're already assuming you want to be for longer than a couple of minutes in the car. Yeah, well, I was thinking, oh, Scotland would be nice. But I thought, bloody hell, it's a long way from, from, from where me and Liam live. It's even well, further yeah. from... <laughs> Fair distance from where we are, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have to probably meet you. It's halfway there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I started thinking about this because, like, so I used to live in Australia. And I was lucky enough that our company uh, used to take us, um, used to fly me to Sydney and used to fly me to Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. And if anyone says, which city do I prefer? I go, I prefer Sydney. And the reason for that, I realised, is, is that my cousin um, lives in Sydney and he knew all of the cool places to go to. And I'm like, hey, there are the cool places. Whereas when I went to Melbourne, it's just like, I'm just finding my way around and maybe I bump into somewhere or something like that. So I would say, what is the, if you could take, so to question Amika first, what would be the cool place that you would say, okay, we're gonna go to, and I'm gonna show you the places that not many people know but we're going to have a great time. Where would that place be? We would have to fly quite a while, but I would take you to Brazil, to Rio de Janeiro, because that's where my family, or part of my family actually wow. is from. So I feel like I would be able to show you some secret spots um, where usually tourists don't get in a pretty crazy city. How does that sound? That sounds pretty pretty fantastic. It does. So, all right, okay. I've just right. I don't know why I've written it down. Like it's going to happen. <laughs> but... I think, think in Brazil, in the city of Brazil, you do need someone who knows what they're doing, or because you can get yeah. into a tricky part, can't you? Yeah. What I mean, th- it's 
yeah. it's safe around there if you know where you're going. So even as a tourist, if you don't mm-hmm. enter certain areas, you would be able. But I would say if you want to live the real city and actually get to know everything, you would need some some local local friends. And I, I, I don't even feel that safe with a guide. So I think there's a difference between having a family member guiding you through or having a guide who's still a stranger to you, having you mm-hmm. guide through that city. But it's it's truly incredible because most people that visit that city, they don't know it the way that you get to know it when you have a local there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there a particular, um, I don't know, suburb or area in Rio that you would... Well, they, they actually took us into the one of the biggest favelas. I don't know if you guys know what a favela is, but that's like these big, how would I describe it, villages of self-built houses where centuries ago they just started, you know, to people that homeless people started to occupy a space and build their own houses there and at some point the government just just accepted them as you know villages and they they're not paying rent or anything they're just getting the electricity and water from the city and built those cities and some people don't even want to go out of there but that's usually where the movies are filmed in i don't know if you guys have seen yeah. fast and the furious they run through there and it's always a lot of weapons and drugs and everything but I actually went into one of them because um, my family had a friend in there, so I, I had the chance to, to go into the center of one of these favelas, which was yeah, quite nerve-tickling, actually. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a pretty cool outside. Um, yeah. can, you, can you improve on that, uh, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine would be a little bit more outdoorsy. I'd mm. take you on a sled in Canada to the Lake area. You'd have some cool um, deers on top of the mountain and watch a beautiful sunset. Sleep in a tent, watch the sunrise again, and just have fun up there. These are some pretty crazy, good ideas. I, I feel like my half dangerous Brazil city plan cannot compete with Julia's amazing plan. <laughs> no chance. Uh, oh, yeah, my, my one feels a little bit small now as well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm excited now. Well, there is a there, there, where where we well actually the same county where me and uh, Russell both live. So uh, even though it's quite a big county, there's a big area where um, there's a lot of coast, and there's this little village. It's so small. All it's got is like a pub where you would have something to eat, and about I don't know thirty houses, um, which are all like hundreds of years old. But there's this really nice walk through the sand dunes for about two miles, and then you get to the sea, and it's it's like really really peaceful and sort of like the only like locals know about this. Uh, it, so that, that's the Burnham Overy stays. Do you know it, uh, Russell? Is that the one where the nudists are? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it then. <laughs> Yeah. There is and a place up there where there is nudists, and that's my particular haunt. Right, <laughs> no. Is this still the place that we're going to go with Jeff, that Jeff is going to drive us to? Uh, what, the nudists? There's no nudists in this bit. That, that oh. is him. Just, no, no, it's not. I'm not going to, no. But this, but it, you've kind of, you've kind of dirtied this, this whole, like, lovely image. I always there, do, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely section. Yeah, it'd be really nice. And, and there's like all these little boats and there's like on this estuary and you can, when the wind blows, you can just hear the, you know, like um, the boats have like uh, cables where, uh, for the sails and you just hear this gentle dinging and they're like wind chimes almost. And it's like, oh, it's magic. 
but uh, but no no nudist. Yeah. So how, about, how about you? Your place cool. is the closest, so we should do your plan first. Well, yeah, I could be there in an hour. It's great <laughs> for me, but uh, for you guys. <laughs> we'll book a plate. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll hitchhike. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What, what about you, Russell? Well, well, you... I, th I don't think you can beat Somerset and the Somerset levels and getting scrumpy cider from the farm and drinking that and then just having a rest somewhere. I think that's probably about a good day out. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, right, we've got to book it. I think going to Rio is going to be, I don't know, Canada's quite a long way away as well, isn't it? I, yeah. Liam, I've got some, any other business from the last podcast? Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, we've had some feedback because some of our listeners are from overseas and they say, please use Queen's English. Now, is it Queen's English anymore or is it King's English? <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. Do they expect us to kind of talk like this all the time? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I was doing the king. You were doing the queen again there, were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, on our last podcast, we had Merrick on about um, what to do in a field of cows. Uh -huh. um, and uh, we've had someone come in contact with us, uh, Mr. Wise from Morecambe. Uh, Morecambe's a, uh, a coastal town, northern town in England. Uh, um, and he says, um, well, actually, you take, take some advice from the, um, the ball running that started, is on at the moment in Papalona in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, this annual event takes place from the 6th until the 14th of July and runs for eight days in total. So it's on at the moment. And there's, there's an 875-metre course that starts from Dan, San Domingo Street and ends in the bull ring where the animals are used in bullfights with matadors. It only takes a couple of minutes for the bulls to race along, but it can be an intense and chaotic experience for brave or foolhardy people who are foolhardy enough to enter. Now, this is the bit where they, they give the advice. Uh, runners are advised to run as fast as they can in front of the bulls, but to pull away to one side when the animals get close. So I think, I think Merrick will uh, you know, take on board that piece of uh, advice. Do, do, do you know of it, any of you guys? Have you seen it on the telly where they run along in front of the bulls? I've not only seen it in the telly, I've actually participated. No way! No, no, it's not not that exciting. In the vegan version, uh, so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, I grew up in Spain, so but not in Pamplona, but but in Madrid and in the heart of Spain. And well, they substitute the cows or whatever they're chasing you with. They substitute it by little, yeah, by toys. And so people running with kind of little toys of cows, and they're chasing you as well into like a main through a main alley um, so still quite stressful but a little less dangerous and yeah I'm going to be boring here but a little less uh, animal harm yeah. well if it's vegan it should be vegetables chasing you not <laughs> not um, uh... oh, getting gorged by a cucumber that doesn't sound right at all does it <laughs> look actually we, we should come up with we should propose that to do the first vegan uh, vegan run we should do that. We should, yeah. We could even have, could we do it as an activity? We could create a new um, category for our for our app. Vegan runs. Vegan runs. 
gosh, that went off a strange angle, that conversation. <laughs> my, my, my little brother's done it as well, and I've seen a photo of him, and he did run for a little bit and then just jump in the side. Did he do um, the vegan one or the real one? <laughs> the real one. Did the he? meat eaters one. <laughs> but in this case, the meat eaters are the bulls, aren't they? And we're like the food. True. I, I do think, uh, that we get all serious about this, I always think it's a bit weird how someone gets hurt and then they're like, oh, it's the fault of the bull. And it's like, well, is it? Is it really? I mean, you know, it is what it says, isn't it? You know, they're just being bulls. <laughs> they're quite happy. Just hanging around in their field. <laughs> no wonder they're angry. Yeah. Oh, do you have any any other any other? Business? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we got back from our trip, recently um i think i saw pictures of on the on the saturday after the after the event were um we're, we're doing uh, rock, rock climbing so i looked a bit into that and uh so so bee laying uh, and the question is bee laying who bee laying i thought you said bee daying no it's like washing <laughs> your backside isn't it so who who do you trust to take the slack out of your rope okay uh, and the bee layer is the per so we're talking about rock climbing here you know, you know where they've got a rope and it's attached to the climber through because it go through bee lays in the in the in the in the rock is that called a bee lay in the rock where you put a pin in is that a bee lay don't know anyway, it goes, goes, <laughs> goes from that climber through through these cleats through some cleats and go down on. to the the person on the other end of the rope and the person on the other end of the rope his job is 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 to to pay out and pull in extra rope as the climber climbs. Right. Now, and so as the climber goes up, he he puts in another peg and clips clips in the rope clips in the rope and goes up a bit more. Now I've seen a YouTube video where the guy's doing this, so he's got his bee layer uh, working for him, keeping an eye on him, and and he falls off the rock. But what happens is his first clip comes out of the rock, right. so so there's a lot of slack, and he's falling. And his bee layer is on a on an edge, and he jumps off the ledge to to pull the slack in off his rope. And this happens in about a second, and he saves him from hitting the ground within about a, a, a foot. Um, so it's, it's an amazing video, but but the, the bee layer has to be on, you know, because it took took less than a second for him to do this. So he has to be watching all the time. Um, so my question to Liam is. Um, who in the UK team do you trust to be your bee layer? Oh, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Mike Mike S because he's got some girth behind him, and I think if he just tied it round his waist, uh, I wouldn't be going anywhere. So, uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, yeah, going to go with him. I'm going to use 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 um, low low centre of gravity. Julia and Mika, have you? Do you join the after work rock climbing group? We want to. We've both wanted to join them, but we're beginners, and usually they're they're not hike, they're not climbing indoors, but they're climbing on a rock, like on the actual rocks now. Yeah. So they, yeah, they don't really want to have us with them because they don't feel that we are expert enough yet, right, Julia? Yeah. So to to climb on the rock, you have to have so much experience because shit can go down pretty quick yeah. so oh i'm sorry anyways um yeah so we need to gain more experience and then we'll join them pretty sure 
So for now, we'll just be Julia and I training indoors for to one day be prepared to to actually go out there and climb with the the real ones. But who would you trust, though, Julia? Who would you trust in in the group to uh, hold on to your rope? I mean, it doesn't have to be. Uh, we could go sort of metaphysical on this and say, so it's not rock climbing; it's just general life. If you want to do, well, can I change change my answer to away from Mike then? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Is it now life work for climbing? I think that's but, two different persons. Okay. All right. That's an interesting for, answer. For climbing, <laughs> I'd honestly trust Permin. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, we have to bleep that out. Why? We didn't use his last name. All right. That's fine. We don't have to bleep that out. That's a pretty common name, isn't it? In, uh... It is. Yeah, sorry. Sure. Like half of my family is called Pyramid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there, there you go. <laughs> I've got an uncle Permin. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> on my mum's side. <laughs> I even got an aunt, which is called Permin too. <laughs> Common name. But, but, but I must mention, because, because I drive with Julia by car so often, that's nearly as dangerous as climbing the rock. <laughs> I just have to mention that. So, no, I, I trust her with my life pretty much every day. So I would say um, I could trust her with the, with the climbing too. Wow, that's beautiful. What an honor, thank you. <laughs> Do you know what? I, um, I got picked up uh, from the airport by, I'm just going to call him our head of mobile. Our head of mobile? Yes, and uh, he drove so fast, I thought we were going to travel back in time. And in fact, we didn't <laughs> arrive before we set off. <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, I do feel that we should probably talk a little bit about the old app thing. Did you have anything else there, Russell? Oh, there is one more, but <laughs> I'm, on, I'm one happy one to fill. I oh, know you want me to just go one on. more thing there. Well, one, one more. Just one more thing. Where All right. So, okay. So when uh, uh, Liam suggested Mika, um, uh, at that point. I hadn't met him or knew know of him, so I got confused. I, oh I no! Thought, You're going down this route, are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I thought Liam was meant talking about Mika, um, the singer-songwriter born in Beirut, <laughs> Lebanon, but raised in Paris and London. Now, this this particular Mika topped the UK single charts in January 2007 with Grace Kelly and has since gone on to record four platinum-selling studio albums. He, he also co-hosted the Eurovision Song Contest this year, watched by millions. Uh, um, um, but, but still, Liam's not heard of this... I was in Australia uh, in 2007, Mika. thank you. Right. <laughs> That's your excuse. But, but of course, after the summer party, I now have no, now met Mika, and I know who the meal, real Mika is. Ah, it's me. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the social media star, <laughs> photographer, and most importantly, dancer. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's my job description. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've got to say, I've actually danced with Mika, and uh, yeah, you've got the moves. Yeah, we did dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I quite yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, well, was it the highlight? I think so. <laughs> well, it would have been if Jens hadn't been there, but anyway. Can I quickly um, jump in with one thing? Yeah. yeah. 
Because Russell, you just mentioned your vision song contest with mm. Mika as a presenter. Mm. And when I, I listened to you guys' episode with Julia, you mm. guys were doing some... Predictions. Predictions. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you got us. I don't think anyone has mentioned how utterly wrong you guys were with your predictions. <laughs> well, especially just, regarding Germany. Yeah, it was Julia that was wrong. <laughs> 100%. She, she said blood and glitter would come within the top five, I think. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And they came last, dead last. Well, I listened to you guys' podcast episode and I betted my money on it. And now I'm. Oh, yeah. no. Now I'm liking a couple of bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast and say it's a total load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when we start giving medical advice. That would be, yeah. thing, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one. Yeah, blood and glitter is, is not a condition, everybody. It's the name of a band. <laughs> but if that does appear in your urine, I advise you to call the doctor straight away. <laughs> but that's a nice little segue because um, I, I actually had like some kind of sensible questions about... Um, what you do, Mika. But I think the the question, because you you uh, you have something called Mika's camera. Could you tell me a little bit about what that is, please? Well, it's me and my camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just felt like I was looking for a name that would describe what I do most of the time, which is running around with my camera. Um, and I figured out that both Mika and camera, just Mika camera, me camera, Mika's camera. That's just where that came from and it just kind of tried to show what what I what I see once I look through that little small black device um, and yeah a couple of things come out of come out of there so yeah lately I'm the photographer of the company too so that's that's a new thing that's nothing I was planning on because I'm actually a sales employee of the company but yeah now I'm the designated photographer as well and was lucky to shoot you guys this beauty on the summer. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had, a, I had a, a couple of questions on that because, because I, I follow you on Instagram and you're very, very good. Um, and I wondered, what is there a difference in how, you, how a classical photographer would shoot something compared with what makes a good Instagram photograph? I wouldn't consider myself an Instagram photographer. I'm actually like, I, I do manage the social media accounts of, of a company, but I don't really like the system behind it. So I do like shooting for, for, for pleasure and shooting for capturing moments. But there certainly is a difference uh, but in how you position people. But um, if, if you see me taking pictures, you will know that's me because I'm usually laying on the floor somewhere. So I really like taking pictures from really weird angles. I'm usually laying on the floor somewhere. That's the reason all of my clothes are always dirty and I can't get the dust and everything out of them because I'm always laying on the floor. And what, what is it like when you, you, like you're setting up a photograph, right? And, you know, you're making sure you've got the right light and, you've, you know, you've got the right angle, especially if, let's say it's a large group of people, okay? And <laughs> you're trying to set this up, but all you can hear is people shouting at you, hurry up, we're all getting wet in this waterfall. How, how, how would that make you feel? <laughs> Thank you for asking. It's nice that someone finally asked how that felt. I was waiting for someone to actually come up for me and be like, hey guys, it's, it's not that easy to have 100 people in a picture in a frame with terrible lighting conditions. It was tr 
tremendously stressful. I really <laughs> hated that moment. And, but I guess the final picture turned out quite well. I've got quite a positive feedback. So I guess the stress was worth it. But I much rather just go out and shoot spontaneously what comes in front of my lens instead of having to stage 100 people. That's not something I enjoy doing. <laughs> Because you had the extra pressure as well, that you not only had to take the photograph, but then you had to run over and be in the photograph as well. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And, and I was actually, on half of the pictures, I didn't manage to run fast enough, so I'm actually not on the picture. So the, the, the amount of pictures that we could actually use for the final product was, was quite limited because I wasn't on them on half of it. And I mean, obviously, a photographer has to be in a picture, right? But I also noticed that on, on the Instagram account, that there may be not a question about the photography now, but the, the, you, you have a lot of content and it, and it appears quite regularly. And like, like I, I have my own YouTube uh, cooking channel. I'm sure you're all cooking, you know, uh, dinner party cooking people. On that. But I tried doing social media for that. And I just like, I, I just lost all heart. It was just like, I was posting stuff no one was was doing anything and, and it was just like oh i can't be asked with this now how how is it stressful trying to keep creating content and publishing it actually what what's most stressful is that when you that i do take too many pictures so you know when you take when you when you spend more time actually taking pictures than sitting down editing selecting and posting them you end up having a growing and growing pile of endless, probably beautiful pictures that will never be seen by anyone. So I guess the biggest stress is actually deciding not to take my camera sometimes and uh, actually reducing the amount of pictures I have and actually sitting down and editing some of them. So that's why, uh, even though I obviously have quite a good camera that I shoot with, I've started to take a lot of pictures with, with a phone because I've realized that um, it goes much faster and in many scenarios, phones can take really, really good pictures. And that's actually something I've lately tried to tell people because they're always like, wow, you take so great pictures. I love it. And like, well, the last 30 pictures that you've seen and liked, they're all taking on a seven-year-old phone that you could buy for 250 bucks. So, you know, photography doesn't need to be that art um, of an expensive camera. But it is a lot about, you know, seeing special things, positioning things in a certain way. And then, and that's the big truth, just editing it in a nice way. <laughs> it's not all real. And Yulia, I noticed that you, you, you're, you don't have Instagram though. Or did you just uh, tell me that? So I didn't try to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what does this weirdo want from me now? <laughs> no, um, no, I don't have Instagram actually. I don't have social media or don't, don't use it. So I live in such a beautiful space in Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice and vague like that. That's good. So um, yeah, I rather enjoy the outside here and outdoors here. And I, to be fair, I have my private photographer with me all the time. So <laughs> I, I, I was I was already feeling kind of criticized because I mean I also live in in the beautiful Bavaria and I also enjoy nature, but it doesn't stop you from taking a camera and shooting a couple of pictures. But okay, you saved yourself by saying that you've got your private photographer. I do have an um, unrelated kind of uh, thing that I, I didn't actually mention to you, Russell. Okay. Um, but I remember, <clears throat> Mika, you, you, you quite, quite enjoyed our um, story of evolution of how the woodpecker 
uh, oh. evolve. <laughs> and so I, th- I thought what I would <laughs> what, what I would do is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have established some limits things that we're not going to talk about because <laughs> once you mention the woodpecker I'm out of this I won't stop laughing anymore <laughs> Well, okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll keep on talking, and hope, hopefully, uh, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I should have told you not to mention them. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's 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 just just to see how this next section goes. Then, <clears throat> so I I realised. That again, without meaning to go on about living in Australia uh, too much, that there are quite a lot of weird animal names. So I created a list and a competition called Real or Not Real Animal Names. Wow. <laughs> so I'll say the name of an animal and then you tell me uh, whether you think it's a real, real a- a- animal or not. <laughs> okay. So, um, the first one. <laughs> my, sorry, my, yeah, my microphone really is at least like, as excited as I am right now. It, it looks like you've fallen over with laughter, though. So that's, <laughs> that's quite a compliment. Okay, so we've got one, and it's called a quokka. That's a Q U O K K A, and a it's a is it or is it not a cute marsupial that only lives in Rottnest Island. So, Yulia, real or not real? Well, I, I've i been in Australia for a year and um, they are they smile the whole time, so they are real. Okay, all right. Did you, were you going to say real as well? Okay. Yeah, they're like yeah. the happiest animals alive. All right, okay, okay. What about a drop bear? <laughs> so named by the Aboriginals for attacking people by dropping from trees onto people. So, Russell, let's start off with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with you, Leah, being as though you've already lived in the country. A drop bear, so named by Aboriginals because they attack people by dropping out of trees. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I don't, you don't think that's right? No. Well, okay, how about you, Mika? Do you think that's, that's the well, thing? If a drop bear actually exists, I want to hear the story, the evolutionary story about how that happened. <laughs> They're just so lazy. They wasted all their time, like, you know, jumping on people that they just yeah. thought, I can't be fucking asked. I'm just going to fall on them. I'm big enough. I'll, I'll kill them. <laughs> they just, just fall backwards. Yeah. They get creative about it sometimes. It's like a Harakiri animal that only lives, like, only lives once. So, like, they all, only live, they all you know. <laughs> They, they all yeah. ideally only live once, but yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, do they shout bonsai? Purpose. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, actually, that brings us to the reincarnation bear. That's <laughs> right. Did you say it was right or wrong? That last well, one? I haven't said yet. You oh, haven't right, said okay, it. Oh, yes. So, so I think the fact that Mika, you said if it really exists, I'd like to hear that you're going to say that's fake. What, what about um, what about you, uh, Yulia? Do you think that exists? Well, if the two of them say no, I have to say yes, right? Ah. I'm going to go with a yes. Oh, that's a fake. Yeah, no, that's... God, God damn it. That's not, that's not, not real. Okay. 
All right, I've got, I've, wow, I've got a load of spiky ones coming up now. So there's one called a thorny devil, a spiky lizard with one real head and one fake head. Ooh. All right, well, let's start with Mika on that one then. A thorny devil, one real head and one fake head. What is a fake head, though? <laughs> like, do they put it like? Is it a stone or something they position there? I, I could see that being a real a real animal because it sounds quite smart. You know, they would confuse the whatever they have in front of, of them. And they got someone to talk to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rock. How <laughs> hey, you getting on? All right. Just turns to getting me to get eaten this time. Anyway. Yeah. So you go for yes. I'll you're going to go for yes. yes. Okay. What about what about you, Yuli? I would have said said yes too. I think. Okay. All right. Good. What about what about you, uh, Russell? Yeah, because there's that thing about lizards losing their tail, isn't there? This is a head, though. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> no, it's not a real head. It's a tail shaped like a head. It's the point. So I can say yes. All right. That, that is actually real. And what it has is it's it, the fake head is the thing that protrudes, and its real head is like on its chest. So mm. if it gets attacked. The animals attack the take one. So that was the thorny devil. That thorny one, devil. Yeah, that had one real head and one fake head. Okay, so there's one called the horny devil, which is a spiky <laughs> lizard that has one real penis and one fake penis. So, <laughs> is that real or not real? <laughs> the horny devil. <laughs> the horny devil, a spiky lizard that has one real penis and one fake penis. So, so ap- applying the logic that you just explained, so the one, like the two heads, one which is fake, so they attack it, but the other one keeps working? Or yeah, I guess so, it? yeah. I mean, you know, the, the yeah. evolution plan of that one I'm not going into. There's, yeah, there's no logic to it. <laughs> oh, this, so you're, you're, you're dissing that one then, Russell, are you? Yeah. All right. You, Mia? No, it's not real. No. What about you, are you, Mika? Real or not real? I mean... Horny devil certainly exists. I'm not sure that the horny devil has. <laughs> I've worked with one once. <laughs> one of which is fake, but it certainly exists. Of course. Uh, well, well, that, that that version of it doesn't doesn't. Okay. It does not. <laughs> no, no, I made that one up. No. I, yeah, just. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. What about an echidna? An echidna, which is an egg-laying mammal. Covered in spikes. I've heard of an echidna. No, are you not on about your kidneys? That's they no. filter out your. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to say yes because I've heard of an echidna. I'm sure. Oh I've right, heard. okay. Echidna. Mm. I think the word is so weird that you wouldn't have made it up. So I say it's true. Mika. Hey, I'm. I'm. I mean, the animal you describe sounds like that's something which definitely walks around the surface. Of the earth, <laughs> but the name just sounds really made up. It, it's a real word, yeah. So, um, so it's actually one of the few mammals that lays an egg. I think the platypus is actually the the other mammal that lays eggs. Hmm. There are two of them. Two different types of yeah animals. I I learned at school that there's only one. What egg laying mammal? Yeah, just one egg laying mammal. Well, the echidna. must be two then maybe you should send the episode to your school then 
Yeah. I will. I get yeah, you. Yeah. This will be an education for them. Um, okay. How about <clears throat> a tease maid? It's an <laughs> eel. But when it swims, looks like tea. Tea. Tease maid. It looks like tea, like the tea yeah. you drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like a brown, brown colour to it. It's yeah. an eel that looks like tea. Called the tease maid. <laughs> Russell, you're not. No, no, no. no. The tea's made what makes you the tea in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You you actually have a maid that does that, do you? She just brings you tea and just goes, hey, would you like a cup of tea? No, in the 70s, you used to have tea's maids, didn't you? All right, yeah, that's a fake one. Yeah. Okay, how about, there's only two more. Um, The fake tan snake. It's not poisonous, but if it bites you, it turns your skin brown. The fake tan snake. Fake tan snake? <laughs> like your whole skin or just the part where it bit? I don't know. That's, that's, all, that's all it says. Just turns your skin brown. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it says. Yeah. Is, it, is that how they get the Strictly Come Dancers, the colour they are? <laughs> just... <laughs> probably doesn't go down in Germany, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Yuli doesn't even have a TV. Well, she doesn't know what that is, is she? All right, so so what are we what are we saying then? That one's uh... there's total bollocks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bollocks. It's called fake fake tan. All right, okay. Oh, well, all right, okay. And then no, uh, the southern cassowary. <laughs> this is the most deadly bird, and it's descended from dinosaurs. That the is... southern cassowary. That's a real animal. That's it. You've got you. You weren't fooled by any of my fake ones, and you got all the real ones. <clears throat> all right. What you what you got next, uh, Russell? Uh, I think that's, that's, uh, I haven't got anything else written down. I'm afraid. I, I have a question to to both both Julia and to um, uh, to Mika. So after the uh, after the summer party, which was which was great, and actually I need to need to ask you, Julia, about um, uh, how you thought it all went because. You, uh, with some other people, were um, instrumental in making a, a, a really uh, difficult to organise event go very, very smoothly, I thought. But afterwards, we went um, to a place, called, well, OK, maybe I shouldn't say where it is, but it was a lovely lake mm-hmm. and there was some lovely countryside. And I would say that if ever anyone I know in the UK was saying that they were going to go to Germany... They would probably be going on a city break. I don't think anyone would think about going to Germany for the countryside. So my question is, why Why do you think that would be? And maybe is that something that our company should maybe kind of try and promote the countryside aspect of Germany rather than the city breaks to people like, like me? Because I would think about going to Berlin or going to Munich, maybe Cologne. They're probably the... And Stuttgart sounds really cool. It sounds like, sounds like I don't know, a spy had come from Stuttgart, you know. So I might, might think of that just so I can say it's cool. But uh, I don't know. So yeah, tell us what, you know, what about the countryside aspects to it though? It's so per- personally, I'd say no, don't promote it because I don't want the crowd to be in the countryside. <laughs> I want to have it for myself and a few others. But to be fair, yes. Um, the countryside in Germany is actually quite beautiful and so different depending on which province you are or which area you are. I mean, we have the beautiful mountains and lakes and everything, 
that's quite unique in the southern part. But apart from that, Germany is just stunning. So, I think it's pro probably one of the best kept secrets that the countryside is so beautiful. Well, is it a secret though? Well, we've never heard of it. And if me and Russell hadn't heard of it, it's, it's, a, it's a secret, right, Russell? <laughs> uh, so you're yeah, maybe. I mean, you get the uh, alpine sports, don't you? That's what we think about when we think about uh, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, the summer activities are certainly being developed. Well, that's that's being said. Like the the mountain activities, I've heard uh, Liam, you're a great skier. Well, yeah, um, obviously, I, I, I <laughs> 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 well, you know, I, I skied. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do a parallel turn, Liam? Did you? Uh, did, 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 what else did you hear about my skiing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've heard you forgot. No, you didn't forget your skis in the locker, but they still are in the locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was I was very fortunate that um, I had someone at work who offered and did lend me uh, their skiing gear, and I had someone who uh, taught me how to ski as well. So it was it was it was a, a win a win win. Um, I wouldn't say I went the fastest of of people. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I would also sort of say that. Have you guys ever watched a film called Austin Powers, Man of Mystery? And no. There's, 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 there's a scene where this guy's going to get run over by one of these big steamroller things. And it's moving really, really slowly. But it can't stop. And this guy's basically just going, no. And he could just walk out of the way. But he's going, no, like this. And it goes <laughs> on for a few minutes. Well, imagine, right, I'm not going very fast at all. But there's all these little kids have just all set up all of their equipment and all of this stuff on the snow. And even though I'm only going about two miles an hour, I am heading straight for this stuff and I cannot stop. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, this is going to end badly. There's a whole load of kids and like, oh, you get like these little three-year-olds and they were like slaloming in between my legs and going around me and doing all this stuff. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, so and yeah, I, ended up, I ended up crashing myself to avoid crashing into people. That was my other way of stopping. There's the pizza and there's the falling over. They're the two styles of stopping that, that I, I, I use. I was only taught the pizza one. The falling over one was one I, I developed myself. That's very but good. <laughs> I have to say that was one of the most funnest afternoons. In order to make it look on my photograph, and this is a little tip for you actually, Mika. I, I hope you don't mind me giving a little photography. Oh no, I love it. But just imagine you're photographing someone who isn't skiing very fast. If you actually run yourself in the opposite direction while you take the photograph, it makes the person, let's say me, look like I'm, well, going a little bit quicker. So, yeah. I believe I learned that at physics class at some point many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. opposite, in your opposite direction, that adds up something like that. So yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, there you go. That's just a freebie there. I've actually lost my track after that. What were we saying? <laughs> well, the countryside and, and city problem. What, but you impressed me as well when you said we don't have the real Alps, we just have the, the, the mini Alps. <laughs> yeah, that's like the souvenir you take when you go to, I don't know, Paris, and you take like the small Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's, that's about it. So how, how did you feel that the summer event went? There must have been a lot of pressure on you there, Julia. Well, summer event was 
fun and nice and I love seeing everyone. But for me, it's always the most stressful time of the year this week when you all arrive and everyone else comes around. But nothing that I enjoy um, more than every like seeing, having these nice chats, dance around, chat, laugh, experience fun times after the event on the spare day. Exactly. And what a shame, Mika, you couldn't have made it as well. Yeah, you were at a wedding. Uh, you were doing the wedding thing. I did indeed. <laughs> Julia, saying that it was so stressful, I would like to ask you a question. What would you rather? Would you rather organize and host another of these events or do the 100 kilometer race again? <laughs> mm. Tell me about the 100 kilometer race. What well, is this? Mika survived it and finished it. So he, he was with some one. damages. <laughs> and was that with Lucas as well? Did he finish as well? Yeah, it was just, it, it was Lucas and I finishing, but um, a lot of people standing behind him. I mean, Julia was waiting for us at, um, at the end, so that was certainly a big motivation, um, having her waiting there too. What about you guys? Doesn't that sound like a brilliant idea if, if next year you guys do a 24-hour podcast edition where <laughs> you do the 100 kilometer and, every, and you bring 23 guests and every hour you do another podcast with another person while you're walking? There'd, there'd be an awful lot of heavy breathing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking um, more of doing a podcast. Julie, you were saying... It's not Oktoberfest as in Munich, but there's like a little mini Oktoberfest <laughs> um, nearby, isn't there? I was thinking that that might be more more our, our pace, uh, Russell. Well, yeah, if you yeah. say nearby, it's um, it's a self-organized pub crawl where we all attend in typical dundle and leather shorts and just roam around the city and drink. And drink and have fun and laugh and. So why don't we do that for 2023 and then your thousand kilometer walk in uh, in 2024? You know, why don't... <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to do a thousand, you might need to invite a lot more than just 23 people. Oh, how many? Sorry, how many kilometers was it? A hundred. A hundred. Oh, oh, hundred. That's like 60, 60 miles. It's even yeah, sixty miles. Yeah, that's it's only like three marathons. It actually ended up being ten more because they. You know, they had some issues with, with flooding and stuff. So we ended up, up actually tracking with a certain company's device. An awesome uh, company. An awesome company. An awesome company's device. We ended up tracking 110 kilometers. So, you know. Wow. The, the, the London Marathon is so popular that they reckon that if you are like with the, you know, not the professional runners, but the... Well, I don't want to say people like Russell, but if you're like one of those people, you can be, the crowd is so big, it can be that you're a mile behind the starting line. So you actually have to do like 27 miles to finish the, to finish the marathon. So that's, yeah, that's a thing. But you, I mean, you've done a marathon though, haven't you, Russell? I have, yeah. But that, that thing about uh, being stuck a mile behind the start is actually yeah. a good thing because what you'll find amateurs do is they go off too fast and it uh, stops them from going too fast at the beginning. So uh, it's a good uh, pressure valve, as it were. But yeah, no, I, I've done a half marathon in October. Um, oh. That was fine until I got to about 
15 kilometers and then I s struggled but I hadn't prepared for it properly um, so I don't think I could I, I've not no uh, no inkling to do a full marathon I think I'll just get injured I wouldn't well, do but that that's the great thing about the 100 kilometer race it doesn't matter how fast you start how slow you start how good your mood is at the beginning it doesn't matter where you start you're gonna end up yeah and it takes okay so 60 miles that's like that's just shy of three marathons isn't it no it's two and a half marathons isn't it mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it, what sort of pace did you walk at then or did you run well i mean I, no i didn't run because right. you're not well at the beginning you i mean you're generally not allowed to or you're not supposed to run so it's more like a hike mm. um otherwise you would probably do an ultra marathon or something I think we ended up because we it took us exactly twenty four hours, so I think that's something like four four and a half kilometers an hour. So it's not that fast. Oh, okay. I suppose the thing is like if I I could walk at that pace like normally, but it's like maintaining that over a hundred kilometers, isn't it? So like yeah. yeah. Yeah, you All feel right. you start to feel pain and muscles you don't you didn't even know they exist. Yeah. You feel like you aged for like 50 years in 24 hours. Mm. It's insane. Well, we better not do it then, eh, Russell? No. <laughs> no I, I did... How old would you guys be then? Oh, 75. I did a 26-mile walk once over Penny Fan in Wales. But, come know. on now. We're not making up places like we did these <laughs> animal now. Penny Fanny. Yeah. No, Penny Fan... Oh, actually, yes, no, probably, sorry, that was, that was being ridiculous. There's probably a proper Welsh name for it you should be using. But uh, I don't think I had the right shoes or anything. I was wearing a pair of office shoes. Office shoes? Did, yeah, <laughs> office shoes. Brogues or something. <laughs> so, but, I, but I suffered during that. But yeah, again, I did no preparation for it. So. Yeah. There seems to be a pattern here. Mm. I'm, I'm conscious of the time. Mm. Um, and also that we didn't talk really hardly anything about the app. But, you know, maybe that's for another time. But I do have a, a Bond shell. Now, it was very hard to find a Bond shell that had um, four different characters in it. The only one I could find is the one I'd already done. So it's a con conversation between two people, James Bond, Roger Moore's James Bond, and Max Zorin, who is uh, he's the baddie, and he's played by a chap called Christopher Walken. But... There's like, hang on, it's like one, two, three, four, five lines. So somebody's got two lines, um, and, uh, uh, and, and then everybody else has got one. So basically, James Bond is with the baddie, he's with the villain, and Bond says, uh, I, I won't do the voice first. Uh, I noticed what you just did there, Mika. You just, you've got pen and paper. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, so um... I didn't. <laughs> So basically, James Bond, he says, my department know where I am. When I don't report in, they'll retaliate. Okay. And then this, and then this is what, what you'll say then, uh, Russell. You'll go, if you're the best they've got, they'll more likely try and cover up your embarrassing incompetence. Right. Now, this is the line I like. is because Bond then goes, don't count on it. Like, I'm incompetent all the time and they never cover this stuff up. <laughs> And then Max says, you amuse me, Mr. Bond. And then Bond says, well, it's not mutual. And then that is, that is, our, that is our Bond shell. 
So what, what's uh, Zorin's, Max Zorin's uh, uh, drive? What's his uh, character? What's well, his... He, he, <clears throat> he wants to blow up Silicon Valley because okay. he has a load of... Right, okay, this is a bit dated storyline, but it's... Um, he owns all the microchips in the world and he wants to blow up Silicon Valley so there's no more microchips and everyone's got to buy them from him. Okay. All right, okay. Right. So... So that that's your motivation, all right? Do you want to? So, I'll I'll do the um, I'll do the first Bond bit, okay? Then you do the Max Zorin, and then Yulia, you could do the Don't Count on It Zorin, and then uh, Mika, you could go You Amuse Me, Mister Bond, and then uh, um, and then I'll finish it off with. Uh, well, it's not mutual. Okay. So when is my part? I'm the third. Yeah, I, I'll point. I'll point it. I go. I go. You point at whom? <laughs> All of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have you got it? So, so your one's the long one, Russell. Okay. So it says. So I'm going to go. Go. Uh, I'll do it in the voices. Uh, my department know I'm here. When I don't report, they'll retaliate. Okay? And then that's your cue to say, if you're the best they've got, they'll more likely try and cover up your embarrassing incompetence. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. And then Yulia says, don't count on it, Zorin. You can do the voice as well. You go, oh, don't count on it, Zorin. <laughs> <laughs> And then Miki goes, you amuse me, Mr. Bond. Yeah, yeah, because you've written it down. And then I go, well, it's not mutual. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it would be more. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can memorize that one thing. <laughs> All right, are you ready, Russell? Because you're the I, one that's I, I am, I am, but... All right, okay. It's almost like I've deliberately found a really mm. long sentence for you to say, isn't it? Because yeah, I know yeah. that you'll struggle with it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You ready? Okay, and this is something that um, uh, Marek told us. We go, action. My department know where I am. When I don't report, they'll retaliate. If they're the best that you've got, they'll more than likely try to cover up your in- embarrassing incompetence. Don't con. Don't con. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Nothing. I'm out of mind. <laughs> Even Jeff's looking embarrassed now. <laughs> you amuse me, Miss <laughs> well, Bond. But it's not mutual. <laughs> I just mm. lost you. All right. I, I think we should just try that one, 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 yeah. one more yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, red line is don't count on it. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. You got it. You got it. Okay. Uh, my... <laughs> 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 oh. Right, okay, 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 okay. Action. My department know I'm here. When I don't report, they'll retaliate. If they're the best that you've got, they'll more than likely try to cover up your embarrassing incompetence. Don't count on it, Soren. You amuse me, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not mutual. Hey. Hey. You abuse. <laughs> you abuse me, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. 
you chase it well, okay then. <laughs> when, when your mouth is dry, the M and the B become a prism. Yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, company. Yeah. All right. Well done, everybody. Oh, Hollywood is around the corner, right? I never pressed record. We need to do this oh, again. Oh, no. No, I didn't press record. I'm just, just the shits and giggles. All right. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much, uh, Julia and Mika. And have you noticed how I switched between Julia and Yulia through this entire... Um, I noticed, yeah. Yeah, d just depended on how the last person um, referred to you. I just copied them. But uh, anyway, uh, enough of that hijinks. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Julia. And thank you very much, Mika. And it's goodbye from Liam. And it's goodbye from Russell. Goodbye from Germany. Bye, Bye everyone. It's been the biggest of our pleasures. Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Liam, did you get your 11 hugs today? Did I get my... No. Well, I, I do work on my own here. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go out and get your... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I do know most of the neighbours. They might think it's a bit odd. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just hug your dog. Uh, there's a, a, a lady next door called Daphne. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'd get a hug off of her. <laughs> for five minutes that's the same yeah she, sounds she safe does. enough to hug a Daphne doesn't it yeah, yeah. She's, she's 85 oh, she's happy. Just, <laughs> not too Liam, tight if you, if, you, if you remember the consequences of not getting 11 hugs a day you will run around and hug anyone with it. so just bring bring the consequences back to your mind <laughs> yeah exactly good now <laughs> just and you know the, the trick is the same you, all, you just need to do a and then they'll know what I don't know what they <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to work with Colin next door, but I'll try it with everybody else. Just start oh, with him then. He's, he's a cockney, he is. He draws like this, he does. <laughs> Liam, how are you? Is that, is that okay? Who was leaving? <laughs> it sounds like there's some special effects like tape recording going on. No, <laughs> my, boss just, my boss just came in. <laughs> Professor. No, Chris. No, not Professor. No, 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 my boss. Not our boss. My uh, oh, boss. right, okay. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I think I've got a... You know, like... Somebody said that they were volunteering someone to come on... Yes, that was him. Is that... That's the Christoph? That's Christoph. Oh. Oh. Because, uh, yeah, I saw... Um, uh, I saw a, a uh, WhatsApp chat where Christian was I, I, I criticising the quality of the uh, the audio on the uh, podcast. And yes, a lady called Janina volunteered him for it. Yeah, Janina volunteered a couple of people, she told me. <laughs> who, who else was it? Her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, she just told me today. She was like, I don't know why, but... The... Liam and I sent my ex-boyfriend a voice message telling him to be part of the podcast. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ask for the evidence, but that, that audio, that voice message definitely exists. Fucking hell. Oh, right. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if you mind, but when I was looking up your job title, it said inside salesperson. <laughs> I, I would wanted to ask you, what, what is the inside bit? Why is it an inside salesperson? <laughs> I, I, 
I guess because I'm sitting in an office and they, you know, it, it's a German company. Germans love to describe things very you literally. Know, literally. So, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, how do we call this department? Oh, they're sitting inside, so let's call them inside sales. No, we do not have outdoor sales. <laughs> Although we are awesome. <laughs> All right, what time is that? Okay, that's it. one minute and three seconds. Okay, so I'll just run over that. One minute, three. Oh, so one hour, three minutes and 23 seconds. Oh, clunky. All that right. came out of nowhere. Jeez. But yeah, we do not have outdoor sales. Just that's just the normal account managers. But yeah, we have people, you know, I was going to say hiking around. No, they're actually driving around to the customers. Um, and then we have the ones who are just sitting in office and calling them. So that's oh, what I'm okay. part of. Mainly because my customers are sitting all over the world, so like Belize, Mauritius, Tobago, Tobago, and stuff like that. So I cannot really go to them. You should, you should though. I think yeah. we should find something in the budget. Shouldn't you? You can, can't. You just like fake an authorization form or something like that. Just go. Well, just print it out and put it in front. Of- yeah, just just if he says, "Why am I signing this this blank piece of paper?" Just say it. Just saves time. And then just, just, just fill it all in afterwards. Just... just print a bunch of things. The next time he'll sign stuff, I was like, oh, this you need to sign this as well. Yeah. And then the next yeah, time... just put it at the end of like 20 signatures. In where the he's middle. Like, I don't care whatever in the middle. Signing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle. When yeah. he's in a flow, when he's in a... Right. <laughs> Professor yeah. Van Orson. That must take him a long time to sign <laughs> that name, mustn't it? Forever. <laughs> I expect he's got a stamp. I, I get hourly rage, so it doesn't matter. I can wait forever till he signed everything. But just one other thing you reminded me of, just one more thing uh, <laughs> that you reminded me of. Is Columbo, is that a big thing in Spain? The TV show Columbo? It might be. It isn't. Yeah. Okay. But you know how you were saying about very literal um, descriptions? The Americans, I think, are the worst for that. Like, they would call them eye spectacles. Like, what the fuck? What other kind of <laughs> spectacles are they? Or... <clears throat> Horseback riding. Like, of course it's fucking horseback riding. Anyway, all right. That's the kind of sidewalk. Yes, we walk on the side. There's no need to call it a sidewalk. Just call it a pavement or something. <laughs> um, sorry about that, the two American listeners that we have. But it's true. Just sort your language out. Okay. <laughs> I think on that note, I should probably hang up. Uh, all right. Thank you ever so much. Come on! I, it took me a while to mess up. I didn't mess up until one minute already. If you uh, if you just say the word "awesome," I can just uh, take that little bit and then then just okay. put it over. I'll say "awesome." There you go. Was that awesome enough? Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, everybody. It's been brilliant. Thank fantastic. you. I really enjoyed it. Cheers. Bye. Bye, guys. See Bye. you soon. See ya.